all of you tonight. Remember our announcements this week for our services. And keep in this one mind and one accord and in this spirit. I feel such a glory cloud resting over this place tonight. And everything has been right in the will of God and in God's divine purpose. We're reading beginning with the 15th verse of Ezekiel 1. Now as I beheld the living creatures, behold one wheel upon the earth by the living creatures with his four faces. The appearance of the wheels and their work was like unto the color of a barrel. That's the color of the sea. And they four had one likeness. And their appearance and their work was as it were a wheel in the middle of the wheel. And when they went, they went upon their four sides, and they turned not when they went. As for their rings, they were so high that they were dreadful. And their rings were full of eyes, and about them four. And when the living creatures went, the wheels went by them. And when the living creatures were lifted up from the earth, the wheels were lifted up. Whithersoever the spirit was to go, they went. Thither was their spirit to go. And the wheels were lifted up over against them, for the spirit of the living creature was in the wheels. When these went, these went. And when those stood, these stood. And when those were lifted up from the earth, the wheels were lifted up over against them, for the spirit of the living creature was in the wheels. I want to speak tonight by the help of God on this subject. And I want to take it from uh, verse 16 where the scripture says, They four had one likeness, and their appearance and their work was as it were a wheel in the middle of the wheel. I want to speak on the subject, the wheel in the middle of the wheel. The wheel in the middle of the wheel. God, I thank you tonight for your presence. I thank you for your power. I thank you for your anointing. I thank you for this vision that you gave Ezekiel. Oh, God, I thank you for the vision that you've given us tonight. Thank you for your word, Lord. Thank you for an anointing. I need it, God. In Jesus' name, everybody say amen. amen. I've read to you about a vision that was given to Ezekiel while he was in Babylonian captivity. A vision and something that was to be. It wasn't like Jeremiah's vision that God gave him to these captives, but it was before they went into captivity. But now in their captivity, here the Lord has sent Ezekiel. And there he is by the river that's in Babylon, where the children of Israel were so encamped. And there they said, if we forget the Lord's song, let the, our tongue cleave to the roof of our mouth. And if we forget the cunning on this fiddle and so forth, let us never, never think of thee again if we forget Jerusalem. 
And in this particular location, Ezekiel began to have visions from God. It's a wonderful thing to know that God has talked to you and to know that the heavens have been opened. And I feel like again in this Babylonian captivity state of this world that we need the heavens open again and we need to see the visions of God. For we know without the vision the people perish. And we need a vision, we need the right kind of vision. A vision will help give you directive. It will help give you a plan. It will show you God's purpose. As the scripture was used by Sister Richardson tonight, it gave her a purpose to look to, a faith to trust in. And here this gave Ezekiel that when he began to see the visions of God. And it said a whirlwind came from the north and a great cloud and a fire. And usually, if there's any clearing that takes place, it's going to come out of the north. And it'll come out of the north when the wind blows. And it'll blow away this lower atmosphere that we may be able to see the sun more clearly. And I believe today that the north wind of God's love to clear away the rubbish and the Philistine uh, gathering together of nations. God's going to come with a north wind and He's going to blow upon us as He blew upon Solomon's garden. And then He'll come from the other four winds, three winds. But hear me tonight, it's for a purpose. God wants to show us something. He wants us to see something besides clouds. He wants us to see something besides tears. The heavens are going to open up and we will see the visions of God. And when this began to blow, there was fire that was in it. And notice, instead of an unfolding, the Scripture calls it an infolding, which is different. When you unfold something, it's of a different matter, but when it infolds, it sort of goes this way. So somehow, from the very heart of God, He's going to open up Himself that we can reach into the very recesses of the revealed facts of God. And the revelations of God, no, not anything out of the Scripture, but everything that's in the Scripture, He will illuminate our minds to what has been revealed to the prophets. And He'll show us the things that are to come. And if He's to show us these things, it'll have to come from a greater enlightenment. If we see any more in the Word of God, It'll have to come because God reveals it. It'll have to come because it's line upon line. And it's precept upon precept. It'll come through that revelation of God. Paul said one time, I did not receive this from man, but I got it from God. He compared his experience with the experience that the apostles had on the day of Pentecost. Though he was out in a desert state, when he came in 
his experience compared with theirs. His gospel compared with theirs and was identical. What I'm saying tonight, God shows his glory to us. He shows his victory to us and that it won't be a different gospel. It may be a different method to reach people, but it won't be a different gospel. It'll still be Acts 2.38. It'll still be one God. It'll still be holiness. And it'll come from the heart of the church. This revelation of God came to him and he said they had wings. And I'm of, of the opinion that these cherubims that were seen were angels. Angels at work in this geographical atmosphere. Angels doing things for God. I don't know about you, but I have felt like though I have never seen an angel. I don't know if you can unless God reveals it in some theophany type way. But somehow, I've heard their voice. And I believe God sent them. I've been in my room before. And I've reached out and waved my hand, expecting almost to touch an angel. I've been in prayer before. And I felt like there were angels there with me. Not literally, but in spirit. And I believe as the Scripture says that the angels of God behold your Father which is in heaven. I believe every person in this audience, you've got an angel. You've got something around you to keep you. And notice these cherubims and this fire and their wings and look at their characteristics. There was a lion-like characteristic. There was an ox-like characteristic. There was an eagle-like characteristic. And of course, there was a servant-like characteristic. And in these four different characteristics, we see in this the characteristics of our Lord Jesus Christ in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. In how he went about and angels ministering to him. And I feel like tonight that that same God, that same glory, that same ministry, that same power, and those same likenesses that face the north, the south, the east, and the west are here tonight. This is telling me something. That these creatures are living creatures. They're not dead creatures. They are moving creatures. And where the Spirit goes, they go. And listen, we are creatures of God's making. God made us in His image. Lower than angels. But we are not stationary. We are goers. We are doers. We have not wings as they had. 
But we do have these attributes of the life and creative power of God. This causing us to go forth. And as the Spirit led them, the Spirit leads us. And the Bible says that the sons of God are led by the Spirit of God. And I feel that same leading here tonight. And that same Spirit and that same glory leading us into deeper things of the Word. And then notice, there was a wheel that was on the earth. And then that wheel reached up to heaven. The providence of God. You need not worry if you're in God's providence. If you're in God's glory and in God's promise, you hang on. Because there's something about that wheel that's in the middle of the wheel. You can depend on it. Now if you look at the whole wheel tonight, you see things over maybe thousands of years. But you look at it in your problems and the little part that you're on that wheel, it looks pretty dreadful. But look at the whole wheel. Look at the whole wheel. And then don't get your eye off of that tree axle or axle tree. That's what keeps the thing a-going. And that is the type of the Lord Jesus Christ Himself. He keeps providence going. He keeps things going. He keeps you going. He keeps me going. He's going to keep the church going because he's concerned about this wheel. He's concerned about this providence. And no matter where you are, this wheel is. Whether it's north, south, east, or west, don't worry about a thing. God is there. He's in the desert. He's in the fire. He's in the flood. He's in the seas. God is everywhere. When you're in trouble, remember, God is there. You're in His providence. You're in His purpose. And God's going to keep you. Notice the Scripture when it said, For the spirit of the living creature was in the wheels. Thank God for that spirit that's in providence tonight. And I believe I'm in that providence. I'm in God's plan. And what a plan tonight. And if I'm in God's plan, what have I got to worry about? Notice, you could look at this happening just for a little space of time and it would seem like an eternity. But I want you to look at this providence at a longer space than being sold or being put in a pit. I want you to look at him down there at Potiphar's house. 
And you could stop there, but don't stop there. Then go down into the dungeon and look where providence took him. But I want you to know something. It didn't leave him there. God brought him out of that dungeon. He brought him out of the basement and put him in the palace. And let me tell you, you may feel like you're in the basement tonight. But God's fixing to put us in the palace. And it was God working and doing all of these things through divine providence to bring him to that expected place. Then look at Daniel. Don't feel sorry for him. He don't want you to. Looks pretty bad for you today. Yes, I'm on the bottom of the wheel. But this wheel turns. It's a moving wheel. I may be biting the dust today. But I'm not going to be biting dust tomorrow. I may be eating no crow tonight. But I'm going to be eating howl the hog by tomorrow. Hallelujah. Pretty low now. But I'm not going to stay in the dust. Because this wheel's a turning. And God's turning the wheel. God's turning the wheel. Oh, my, my, my. <clears throat> and I feel the Spirit at work tonight. At work turning the wheel. And that axle tree is well greased by the Spirit. Because the Spirit's in the wheel. The Spirit's in the wheel. And listen, if the Spirit's in it, that's where I want to be. If it's in a cornfield, I want to be there. If it's in a tater patch, I want to be there. If it's on a riverbank fishing, if the Spirit's in me doing it, I want to be catching a bunch of fish. If the Spirit's in me in a prison, that's okay with me. Just so the Spirit's there. If the Spirit's with me on a deathbed, just so the Spirit's there, that's okay. Because he said, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, fear no evil, for I am with you. Everybody worship God. God's got his hand in all of this. I said, God's got his hand in all of this. And we see what Daniel was meaning when the king called on him the next morning. Oh, Daniel. Daniel. What did he say? Live on, oh king. Don't you know that king felt good? I got the sleep out of his eyes. You talk about waking up. Mama, live on, O oh King. My God has come and shut the mouth 
for the land. Because he was in divine providence. And there wasn't nothing high or low going to drag him down. How does it look to you from here? A lot of times we don't know how it looks until we look up. And then it starts looking better. How does it look to you from here, Abraham? Well, when I left home, it didn't look so good. But it's looking better now. Because I just had a vision. The Lord showed me the stars of heaven. He took the clouds away. And He let me see the stars. And he says, so shall thy seed be numbered as the sand of the sea. Now say what you want to. I believe in every person's life, and if you're in the church, I'm talking about the church now, you are predestinated. You're going to make it. And collectively, God's got a plan for you in that church. And God's not going to bring you to some place to educate you and move on you and use you and then dispose of you. He's doing things for a purpose and a perfect will. And I see it coming to pass. And I'm about to tell you in this church tonight, if you'll stay in this spirit of loving the Word, loving to worship, and in fellowship, and in faithfulness, open up your ears and hear me. You're in the goriest thing you've ever seen in your life. And there's no stopping. Everybody stand and worship God. What are you worried about tonight? God don't have to turn His head to see where you are. His head's already turned there. And these four living creatures, it's already there. He's got His eyes on you. Now I want you to turn to your neighbor and don't you say, In Jesus, I'm going to make it. Oh, hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. What I'm saying to you tonight, stop worrying. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. You're in the providence of God. Let's clap our hands again to the Lord. Now, God, tonight I'm so thankful for your blessings and your presence and your power. I thank you for your anointing. I thank you for the Holy Ghost. Thank you for your spirit. Thank you for how you've talked to the church. Oh, God, I thank you, Lord. I thank you for the consolation and the comfort that we feel in the house of God. Unless there's somebody that wants to seek God for the Holy Ghost, if there is, come right now. If not, we feel led to dismiss you. I feel like God has come down and give us what we needed. It don't take all night to have church if you have church. Oh, hallelujah. Everybody say in Jesus' name. Say it again. Shake hands and be friendly. God bless you.